0: You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Or learn more about us online at theriverdurant.com.
1: Amen. Thank you all very much. I love you so much. Okay, take your Bible and turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I will to talk to you about the reasons why we make sacrificial offerings. The reasons why we make sacrificial offerings. A sacrificial offering is one that, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. verse 1, Miss Anne. Moreover, brethren, we do
2: you to wit, of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia,
1: how I many of you remember what the churches of Macedonia were? Where were they? Who oh, is the night group? What are they? I drew match on so a Thessalonica, yeah. Philippi. Oh, yeah. This is the first first church he planted in in, in Europe. Paul did very first church was the church of Philippi. Right right across from from modern day uh, what's a big city over there in Turkey. Istanbul, right across from Istanbul. Verse
2: 2, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality.
1: Now wait just a minute. I'm better at math than that. Look at this. And look at these calculations he makes. Great trial of
2: affliction
1: plus deep poverty. Yeah. Nothing else. Oh yeah, there's one thing. What is the next thing? Joy. Third element in that in that equation is joy. Yeah. Joy. Is it, that's part. That's part of your attitude about it. Partly, it's just it's just the power of the Spirit of God working through you. How can joy have have such an impact on dreadful situations like deep poverty and great childhood of inflation? You wonder about that until you find Romans fourteen seventeen. You see what the kingdom of God is like.
2: For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, peace and, and
1: joy in So you reach into the power of God when you when you release joy about whatever you're doing, whatever situation you're in. What, what did it say there? In verse two. What, what happened? It abounded to the riches of their liberality. It means they came up with a, with a great big offering for him. Not, not, not to Paul. Paul was just the, the caretaker of it. This is the offering they made to God. Amen. Joy is a kingdom principle that operates through the Holy Ghost. Galatians
3: five
2: twenty two. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith.
1: Listen to me. Anything that's called a fruit in the Bible can be grown. Yeah,
2: that's
1: right. Anything, anything that's called a fruit can be grown. Yeah. Faith faith grows. Doesn't it, is it not, has your faith grown since you've been here in this church? Yes. Yes. Faith grows. Yeah. That's what's in this list of fruits. Something else can grow. Your joy. Yes. Yes. Joy is a fruit too. It makes it a supernatural force because it's born of the Spirit. Not no, 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 no in what happens.
2: Right. That's
1: good. Happiness That's right. comes from happenings. Right. Right. Joy comes from the Spirit of God. Amen. Yes, Amen. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Second
2: Corinthians 8.3 For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves.
1: Beyond their power Whose power are they in? Holy Ghost power. Amen.
2: Verse four. Pray us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry to the saints. Verse five. And this they did not as we hoped, but first gave our own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Six. In so much that we desired Titus that as
1: he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Same grace. He's calling this a grace now. Amen. It's the New Testament now, y'all. The grace is working in all kinds of things. When grace works in your life, miracles are possible. Yes. Every day, miracles are possible. Yes. Look, look down at verse 9, Miss Ann.
2: For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor that ye through his poverty might be rich
1: hang on there he's not talking about spiritual richness you look up the word in the Greek I'll find it for you wealthy it says to be wealthy Increased with goods. It has no strictness to, to confine it to just spiritual things. Because of the word, word is talking about temporal things. Amen. Anybody in here want to be rich? Richer than you are. You're all rich. If you've ever been to India, you know you're all rich. It's being an American that makes you rich.
2: 2 Corinthians 8.10 and herein I give my advice for this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do but also to be forward a year ago verse 11 now therefore perform a doing of it that as there was a readiness to will so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have
1: okay let's, get, let's keep on down to chapter 9 to where chapter 9, nine one. Okay.
2: Second Corinthians 9-1 For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. Verse 2 For I know the forwardness of your mind for which I boast of you to them in Macedonia and Achaia was ready a year ago, and your zeal hath provoked very many.
1: So the Corinthians are getting on board now. In First Corinthians, he wouldn't even take any money from them. Remember Chapter yeah. Nine? So I couldn't take any money from you because it's so that give them carnal. It's carnal. Yeah. It's carnal Christians that hate giving money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. This boasting he did, he did to the Christians in a, in, a, in Macedonia, talking to, to the Philippian church about the Corinthians. Now they come on board. Because you're going to find out why this is important a little bit later on. He said, I've been bragging on you to those in, in Macedonia. Achaia is where Corinth was. Achaia is a state the southern part of Greece. Athens and Corinth are there. Macedonia is the northern part of that same peninsula that comes out of, out of the mainland. Which means they had a rivalry.
2: Yeah.
1: home and Texas. October. That's what was going on. He he's making his rivalry work for him. Yeah. I bragged on the, the uh, on you the Eokaians, to the Macedonians up there. I guess we would be the Macedonians in the north. Yeah.
2: I guess so.
1: Ephesians 6 and chapter 9.
2: But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every it, man it depends
1: has, on the seed. Yeah. In proportion of your sowing, is what you're going to reap.
0: Yeah. In
1: right. proportion of your... Miss Anne wrote a check out. I blew my mind today. What she's going to do for... For her, she's not not doing this for the church. We're we're giving for us. We're giving for our own good. You give for your own good. You give for your own good. You give for your own good. But when you sow into the ministry, you get lots of harvest back on that. That's the best place to sow your money. Best place. Galatians chapter 6 says that same thing. We're going to turn there. Sowing into the ministry is a powerful thing for you. You can sow it any other way. You reap something. Sowing in the ministry is the most powerful way to give.
2: Yeah. You don't know miss Yeah. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver.
1: Oh, why does He love a cheerful giver? Because cheerfulness is connected to joy. Yes. God loves it when you get when you get into the supernatural realm. Amen. He'll be in that supernatural realm with Him. So acting like God in the earth. Amen. He loves that. It's like it's like you love to see your kids walk like you can walk. Yeah. We always rejoice when the kids take their first steps, you know, because they're walking like like me. They're like me now. You, you see yourself in them. Yeah. Amen. God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Verse
2: yeah. 8. And God is able to make all grace
1: abound toward you. All grace. Every kind of grace there is. Ye, man I love that
2: that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work amen verse 9 as it is written he hath dispersed abroad he hath given to the poor his righteousness remaineth forever
1: what are you saying there you're buying righteousness no no your righteousness goes into the ground like a seed does when you get when you put it with money yes. put it with a giving offering. Sacrificial offering.
2: Verse 10. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed your seed some and increase the fruits of your righteousness.
1: Your righteousness is on display here. Yeah. How you give. Yeah. Not how much you give but how you give.
2: Right. First, verse 11. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness which causes through
1: us, thanksgiving to God. Listen to verse 10 again. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower. God only gives seed to those who are going to sow. Yeah. You want seed? you got to sow to get seed. Yeah, that's that's right. good. Amen. Read right. verse 12, Miss saying.
2: For the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God.
1: That's awesome. It supplies the need of the saints. causes people to glorify God. But there's something even more significant. This is why we give sacrificial offerings right here. You know what I'm saying.
2: Verse 13. Whilst the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto Amen. all men. 14. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Fifteen. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift.
1: gift of grace. The gift of grace. A one-time thing he's talking about when Jesus died is the initial gift of grace God to the man. Because he ties that to this giving we do. That's how we give our life back to him how you give your life back to Jesus is, is by being on being on the scene doing something for Him or giving your money so somebody else can go to your place yes Amen, Amen.
2: Philippians 4.10 But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again wherein you were also careful but ye lacked opportunity Okay,
1: so here he's talking about this Philippian church now this one he's talking about over there in Corinthians he loves his church because he had paid such a price to get it started. You remember what he had to do to get this church on, off the ground? Had to take a beating, terrible beating. But he took it. Beaten with rods and with a scourge, probably. Terrible beating he took. So the church could survive because it was under persecution already. The Roman government did not like Paul's way of doing things. He was in prison for the first time in Rome in 61, but he was he was there because of the, the council in Jerusalem was against him, and he he appealed to Caesar to to escape from them. Now, when you when you have Nero as your emperor, you appeal to him to get away from the Jews. How bad were the Jews? Yeah. They were awful. Hated Paul, hated him, hated the gospel. Look at verse 15, Miss saying. Listen to this. Now, you Philippians
2: know also that in the beginning of the
1: gospel. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the beginning of the gospel? Beginning of the gospel? What does Mark 1 say?
2: he entered again into the synagogue and there was a man there which had a withered
1: hand. That's not what I'm looking for.
2: <laughs> <laughs> did <think> so.
1: <laughs> Adam, the one that says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ.
2: Mark one, one.
1: Mark one, one, okay. In
2: the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as but, it is written. Wait
1: a minute. This, this was the beginning or Paul's was the beginning? the answer is yes yeah. there are two beginnings yeah. of the gospel the gospel has two different stories to it yeah. two different audiences yeah. it had the Jewish audience and then Paul's audience yeah. which is all of us yeah. you see that we don't Miss Hand verse 16 Philippians
2: 4, 16 for even if that's in the life
1: you sent once and again unto my last necessity. Oh, 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 oh! Again and again and again, probably.
2: Right. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound. to There you
1: go. There you go. That, that's that's the thing. You're not a mature Christian till you can give sacrificially. Every pastor wants that for his church. I don't, I don't really need to get money from you except enough to live. I want you all to be rich.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. I want you all to be wealthy. The only way I know how to, tell you to do it is by obeying these words right here. and right. It will become a grace to you, not not something that feels terrible, like a yoke in your neck. It will be a grace to you because you'll see how much you prosper about giving. Right. You're going to hear some testimonies just in a few minutes. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Ann. She's going to give you some testimonies. You've got to hear what, what Greg Hall is going to tell you. It's amazing. You know, Ms. Ann.
2: Not because I desire a
1: gift, but I desire proof that may abound to your account. I
2: wonder
1: where this account is kept. Yeah. What we do on earth is looks at it in heaven. Yeah. Everything you do on earth is washed in heaven. Right. Everything you do is take a note in heaven of it. And for your account, not not to not to condemn you. Yeah. Your condemnation was on Jesus. Yeah. Come on, somebody say Amen. amen. Everything you do for good is is kept up there in heaven, waiting for you to arrive there. Amen. Listen, Anne. Why don't you to read? Uh, yeah, go ahead.
2: Verse eighteen. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ep- Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God.
1: How does Paul know this? How does he know that if, if these people give it to him and over sacrifice well pleasing to God? How does Paul know that? Because when you give, you're giving your life just like he's given his. I've given my life for the gospel, my health and everything. I've poured out hours and hours, night and day, preaching on the streets and everything like that, getting called out of the bed at night. But I did it joyfully. And they're doing it joyfully.
2: Yeah.
1: Because we know that that's going on an account in heaven. God's been watching all along. Yes. He keeps good, good records too. Yes, He does. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he does. You know, Miss Anne.
2: 419. But my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches Amen. and glory by
1: Christ. Amen. Christ. Listen to that.
0: Yeah,
1: all your needs all your needs what is it what is a need it's not a want a need to god is is a want yeah let's imagine that heaven had a need what what might it be i've imagined this before you probably heard me talk about this my granddaddy used to when he retired from the, the ranch over there in love county he just rode around on a, on a little little maintainer he bought someplace. He kept the roads up on, on the ranch, all you know, 1,200 acres. You got, you got to have roads on it. He uh, worked worked the roads on the ranch all of the time. My uncle let him, let him just do what he wanted to do, you know. And uh, I imagine that when he died, he got on the maintenance crew up in heaven. <laughs> My grandfather had a re- reputation in our city of being an honest man. Our whole county, for, for a fact, he owned, I owned half the county. Houses all over every place he owned them. But he was tight as a wedge, I'm to tell
2: you. You
1: could hear him coming when he got out of his truck. He knew how to squeeze a penny. But when he passed away I imagined him being in heaven running a road crew he got a call from down, down on the streets one day and he said there's a, there's a pothole down here on the street in glory in heaven pothole never do. Yeah. my grandpa goes out there and looks at the things how am I going to fix this his tightness says put as asphalt as well. in there he called down the asphalt plant and said, can you send me up a truck? Here's, here's the other phone ring. Says, hang on. It's the, the gold phone.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, boss. Not asphalt. Oh, yeah, okay. I know what to do. Yes, sir. You're right. It needs to be better than that, okay? <laughs> Call the concrete plant. <laughs>
2: the
1: phone ring again. Yes, boss. Not concrete. Oh, yeah, it's going to be metal. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's gonna be metal. I understand. Okay, <laughs> called <a> silver mine.
2: <laughs>
1: you know how the story goes. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, the phone rings. Says, "Gonna be gold, <laughs> Wady." His name is Wady Rains. Wady's gonna be gold, son. Pure gold. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's not a need. That's a want. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> That's not a need; that's a want. Yes. Right. But your wants or needs to God. Yes. Yes. Hear me. Yes. Yeah. He never intended anybody want to live like a pauper. Right. Always promised prosperity to, to yes. His people. Yeah. Right. Trying to generate your faith today. I don't care how. I don't care where you are on, on the economic scale. Where you rate? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. It does not matter where you rate today. All that matters is you're close up to God yeah. for your future. Amen. Yes. Yes. He shall supply all you need according to what? How rich yes. he is. His riches. God's, God's riches.
2: God's.
1: Yes. You're going to be supplied according to how rich he is. Yes. I have a thought about our president. I'm going to pass along this to you. I don't know if you like him or hate him. One day I like him, and the next day I hate him.
2: <laughs>
1: Anybody else feel the same way?
2: Yeah.
1: One day I love him, and the next day I hate him. I don't really hate him, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but there's one thing you cannot accuse him of, being in it for the money.
2: Right.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's true. First president in my lifetime, I, couldn't, I could not say you're in it for the money. It's costing him to be president. Yeah. It's costing him something.
2: Right,
1: yeah. He doesn't even take his paycheck. I'm taking his paycheck. Because he knows how to supply a need.
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. He supplies a need with his own money. Yeah. Supplies a need. A need, a real need. God also supply according to how rich he is. My my kids come in our house, and just go to the refrigerator open it up stick their head in there. Like it's their refrigerator. Yeah. <laughs> so you got one of your house? Go go looking at. They don't do that. But when they they know it's full, it's it's a lot more fun. I uh, looked up one day. Max, our baby boy, was in my apartment down there. Daddy, Daddy brought him in there, and we none of us going to babysit for him. Miss Ann. And uh, I opened all the closets up in the hallway. I said, What are you doing, boy? He opened that door, and he said, I heard there was chocolate here.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs>
1: he didn't ask me for chocolate, he just knew it was there. He knew if I had it, he had it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say you can have one piece or two pieces. I, I always pour it out on, on, the, on the counter and say, get what you want. Because uh, I'm rich in
2: chocolate.
1: I mean, they need differently than other people do. You're rich and can't put a limit on it. Have what they want. God is wealthy beyond compare, beyond yeah. measure. They make streets out of gold there. Amen. Yeah. My God should supply all your need. Everybody say, All my need. He's right. under God's
2: care.
1: It's under God's care. It's in God's, God's provision house. Supply. Listen to this. According to his riches and glory, how rich he is in glory, by Christ Jesus. He's going to supply your needs by Christ Jesus. How's that work? He's going to look at Jesus and say, Son, you got to holler his stuff. No. No. You don't have to do anything. Jesus already paid the price. This means Jesus already provided all this you need. He already did it all. Amen. Just receive it. In verse 22, Miss I'm going to finish up here.
2: All the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household.
1: Oh. I just want to talk to you now for a few minutes about this last thing. Apostle Paul was in prison, not when he wrote Corinthians, but when he wrote Philippians. He was in prison. <laughs> he, got, he got imprisoned in 61. I stayed two years, and uh, he wrote four letters from prison: Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon. But that said, those are Caesar's household. the word it says Caesar's household. it estimated he won numerous people in the Caesar's household to Christ. He always one of the soldiers that, that were attached to him. They always got saved. Every one of them got saved, they say. Historians tell us this. He about turned to Rome upside down when he was in prison there. He wasn't really in prison all the time. He wasn't in the, in the pit all the time. He was in that pit the, the, second, the second time he went over there. He was in there some, for part of the time in the first part, first time he was imprisoned in, in 61. 61, he was first imprisoned in, in Rome. And you got that? 63, he got out. Yeah. Must have appeared before Caesar and got out. Because probably the Jews that were accusing him back in Jerusalem probably did not show up in Rome to, to accuse him. It cost him too much to get there. In sixty. Five and sixty-six, sixty-seven, were the last three years of Paul's life on earth. Late sixty-three, after Paul got out of prison, Rome caught on fire. And I believe Nero did it. And the first, the first chance he got to arrest Paul, he put him back in prison and killed him. In a few months wonder why they take it out on Christians, why they hate Paul so much. I believe that the last verse we read tells us. He saw the power of this message changing his, his guards and his people, changing Rome. it was work, working miracles all the time for Paul, this message was, and, and even one, many in Caesar's household. The reason he didn't get out of prison that last time is because Nero killed him. That's not really the reason. The real reason was found in 2 Timothy 4, verse 10. Verse 10, 2 Timothy 4. This is the last chapter Paul I ever wrote. For Deus has forsaken me, having loved this
2: present world, and is departed unto Thessalon, Thessalonica. Cri- Crescent? Yeah. Galatia, Titus unto the, Dalmatia. Dalmatia. You know. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry.
1: What if, Paul, what if Mark's busy, Paul?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, maybe you me think Mark went.
2: Yes. You know. Verse 12. Antiochus have I sent
1: to Ephesus. So he told Timothy, who's pastoring a church of 60,000 people, 60,000 probably there, in you know, Ephesus, and, and Timothy's over that church. He tells him, You leave there and come to me. Be with me in prison here. I've already sent you a replacement. You already sent Antiochus on the way. Imagine, imagine Joel Austin getting that letter. Imagine Rod partially getting that letter. I don't know what would happen. You know.
2: The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, and the books, but especially the parchments. Read more. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Read more. Of whom be thou ware also, for he. Hath greatly withstood our words at my first answer no man stood with me but all men forsook me I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge more. notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear and I was delivered out of the mouth
1: of the lion Amen. Amen that's awesome Look at that verse up there where it says, "I fought a good fight." Chapter four. I have fought a good fight. I have
2: finished my course. I have kept. Faith.
1: I kept faith. Hold on. The reason Paul died is because of that right there, he finished his course. He de- he decided when he was going to go. Nero Nero couldn't decide that. Right. Paul decided that. Your 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 death is 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 in your hands and God's hands, not in, not in any of your enemies. That's right. Nothing nothing can, can take you out, but mm-hmm. but you, Amen. Amen. So Paul finished his course with joy, having won many in the the household of Caesar. Who would have thought Nero's servants could be saved? Nero's servants can be saved. They was saved by the thousand. Why? the Philippian church got him there. The Philippian church helped him out, washed over him. This, this miracle of reaching the, reaching the highest houses of, of government happened because of the church it gave.
2: The
1: church it gives is a mighty church. The church it gives is a mighty church. The yes. one thing about God is, is like no other, He's a giver. God is a giver. Yes. He makes his children givers.
2: Yes.
1: Yes. Amen. Awesome. We're going to hear from Casey before we can leave here today.
3: <laughs> and Greg. I'm not going to be giving you a testimony, I'm going to explain some definitions to you uh, so people can understand what they're really good. Amen. I think some people. We don't take time to read our Bible. So when we hear words, we just hear words. We don't hear what they mean. Yeah. On on tithes, okay? I looked up, the first time I found tithes in the Bible was uh, Genesis 14, like 18 through 20. That's where Abraham just got through with a fight. Now Abraham had over 300, it said, trained men. So Hmm. he wasn't just anybody. That wasn't all the people he had working for him. That was just the ones that were trained to fight. Okay, and he after the fight he ran into said the priest of the Most High God. Now he'd never run into this man before, but what did he do when he ran into the man of God?
2: He got him time.
3: On uh, go down to 19 now, and he blessed him. And then Melchizedek said, Blessed be Abraham, the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the most high God which hath delivered. And he gave him tithe of all. Amen. That was his first natural response when he met a man of God. Now, we don't see anywhere else in the Bible where he gave tithes or anything like that, because I don't see where he ran into the man of God ever again. But when he did run into him, his first natural response was the tithe. Yeah. A tithe is a tenth. Okay? Now, here Abraham gave a tithe of all. Yeah. But we don't do that. We gave a tithe later on. It says the tithe is of your increase. Yeah. Because if you start giving a, a tenth of everything you owned every time you gave, you're not going to have anything pretty soon.
2: Yeah.
1: That's right. It'd be
3: silly. That's right. It'd be like going to a tree and cutting a tree down and burning all the wood, and they'd be crying next year because you don't have any firewood. Yeah. You know, you just cut down a couple of trees in that forest and use them. You don't cut down the whole forest at one time. Right. First fruits. The first time I see something about a firstling was in Genesis, and I believe that was Genesis 4.4. You know, Abel brought the firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. Firstlings? is separate from the fat. Fat is considered the tithe or the offering. The first thing is a different offering. Yeah. Okay? So it's a first fruit. I can explain that later about it. But first fruit would be like, let's say you got a job. You get a raise. Now if you like me, raise is never much. It might be thirty-five dollars a paycheck. Yeah. Okay? So the way I did my first fruit was that first paycheck where I got my raise at that $35, that's my first fruit for that raise. Right. Amen. I didn't give anything except the tithe on it after that. Yeah. But that first time, because I expect to get it every time. So you get first fruit off something that you expect to, that'd be continuing. Let's say you you've got a job but you to mow some yards this summer. You expect to mow more than one yard, don't you? Right. So that first yard, that'd be your first fruit. Yeah. Okay. When you take that to the man of God, the woman of God, when you take it to them, it makes them a partner in that endeavor. Right. Right. They pray for it. They are part of it. Yes. Okay. You're telling God, "Thank you ahead of time." Amen. That you blessed it and you can continue this. This is going to be a repeating occurrence time and time again.
1: Awesome. It's
3: not just a one time deal. You respond one time. And God blesses it from here on out. They're Amen.
1: Amen. Awesome.
3: You know this business may grow. Who knows how much? But it's all based on your response.
1: Yeah.
3: Now offering. I looked up to like twenty-eight plus offerings in the Old Testament. You have got jealousy offerings. Wow. Can you imagine that one there? <laughs> you got. I, I looked down and I said, a jealousy offering. Well, this is getting... Specific, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, we don't do those. We do what we call free will offerings.
2: Yeah, free will
3: offering has no specific amount on it. Now, in the Old Testament, like if you do a jealousy offering, you had to bring a goat, a hen of oil, a hen of gr- finely ground, and you had to bring specific things yeah. for that offering. Yeah, but a free will offering is whatever the Spirit puts in my heart. Yeah, but that's the trick you got to listen to the Spirit. yeah. Because sometimes you'll go, well, I don't seem like much. It's not the amount. Yeah. It's the willingness to do it.
2: Yeah, that's, okay. that's right. It's the willingness to do
3: it. Good. You know, when the Ethiopian was reading and Stephen came up to him and he wanted to, you know, he talked to him. Okay. And then he had another verse in the Bible. I cannot think of the man's name, but he supported the king because the king was old in a foreign country, but he heard the word of God and became saved, okay? Then he had another one that come to Elijah. He had leprosy, okay?
2: And Elijah
3: just told him to go get washed. And the the guy took offense because there's no muddy Jordan. Yeah. and he was fuming and he was carrying on and his servant said hey if he had told you to climb a mountain and conquer something he said you would have done it in a heartbeat yeah. Yeah. but since he asked you to do something simple yeah. why not so the man listened to his servant and went and washed in no muddy water seven times came out and was cleansed yeah. it's the same thing with the spirit talking to us it is not the great event it is the little things that bring you into the presence of God wow. it is listening yeah. to a whisper Okay? And that's what these offerings do for you. Yeah. you. You you don't have the right mindset. These offerings are not for other people. These offerings are for you because they adjust your mindset. Yes, They adjust who you are and where you are. If you were working out in the field, now a lot of us, we are hauling hay, and it's sweaty. You get the hay on, you get itchy and everything, and you can't wait to get that off. But some days, you're stuck in that field all day. Now I've been out by the Blue River hauling hay, dirty, nasty, and everything. There was a river there, that water was cool. <laughs> but didn't jump in it because I had a job to do. Yeah. Giving an offering is kind of like this here. If you don't want to give an offering, you're out there, you're working and everything. But if you just moved over just a little bit, you could take that mindset that's all dirty and tired and step in that cool water and it changes
2: your mindset. Yes. Yeah. Giving that little bit of offering
3: takes that mindset and immerses it in God's plan. Amen. Amen. And it changes your mindset. Wonderful. Now, free will offering—that could be anything. Stand up in front of God, and say thank you. This is this. I'm giving thanks. It may be a dime. It's the it is the heart. Whatever the Spirit tells you, He yes. may tell you put ten dollars in there. You may have forty dollars in your pocket, but He says no, ten dollars. Yeah. Okay, but sometimes you go, Well, ten dollars. I am not gonna go up there for ten dollars. Well, now you just went against the spirit yeah. and you've lost that blessing. What are you gonna do with the ten dollars? Not much, or or if it's two dollars. I've seen kids come up here and bring dollar bills, yeah. And I'm going, Praise God, right. they've got a star, And They right. may never know lack because
1: amen, amen,
3: amen. Now, alms. Alms, I'd like you to put that verse up there. Uh, Let's see, Matthew 6 1 through 4. Now, alms is a, a real one that's always been good in history, but a lot of people tend to ignore. Take heed that you do not do your alms before men. Now, alms is when you give money to someone who's in need or poor. Yeah. What does it say? Don't do it in front of people. Right. There's two things wrong with that. One is, you're putting yourself up there to people look at you. That's a good way to get knocked down. Yeah. The other is you're embarrassing that person that you supposedly are helping. Yeah.
1: That's right.
3: If you go up give someone money, don't let anybody know. Yeah. I'm telling you, don't. You're injuring that person. If someone else sees it. You're hurting the pride. God does not injure people for any reason.
2: That's right.
3: He's not a god of anger. He's not a god of humiliation. He's a God that raises us up, so anything we should do to people should raise them up. Amen. You know, you see a brother there, you know he's going through a hard time. You go over to the side, say, "Hey, you know, after church or somewhere else, you know, meet with them, give them a little money." Now, a lot of times, they let their pride get in the way. And they say, "Oh, I really don't need it." Yeah. Right. There's people here who can look at you and say that. I told you, shut up and take it.
2: Right. Yeah.
3: Get your pride out of the way. God is here to bless you. And you try to take away from me what God has in store for me. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Okay? So, if you're a person that's in need, someone comes up, to you bless them and you remember them when you pray that they follow the Spirit. Because only the Spirit is going to lead them to give you money. You think people just hand out money out of the goodness of the heart? When God's involved, yes. When the world's involved, hardly ever. Now, Go ahead to uh, verse 2 on it. Y'all getting to read it. It says, do not sound a trumpet as the hypocrites do. Basically what it's saying, right? So they do it in front of people. Three. Verily I say to you, they had no more. That's all they're going to get rainy,
1: out of it. You
3: want to put your money and show show somebody you give money? That's all you're going to get. It doesn't go up there. Like Cornelius, he said, had a memorial in heaven because yeah. he gave yeah. alms to the poor. Yeah. Okay? Verse 4. Thine alms is secret. That thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Now, how do you think he's going to reward you? Multiple ways. One of my favorite ways he rewards me? More money. yeah, More jobs. More a- work. Amen. Something I like can make a, an ideal. Something. It always works. Now, the last one here I want to talk to you about is sacrificial giving. Now, a lot of people, I actually had someone ask me, should they borrow money to give a sacrifice? No. I said, well, you, you, you've got the whole idea wrong. And that's where I come up and want to explain people's definition. Sacrifice is not borrowed money, sacrifice is like this. Everybody knows I love my cousins. They <laughs> seem to carry one around all the time. You know, but instead of drinking three or four coats a day, I'm gonna drink one less. Yeah. Put that money in the envelope because the Spirit has told me I want you to give a hundred dollars in sacrifice. Okay, so I'm gonna do it without a coat today, I'm gonna do it without one tomorrow. I'm gonna do it, you know, I'm gonna do it out because that's why sacrifice is to vote with a loss. Okay, so I'll do that until I get my hundred dollars built up there because I've done it without. Come up with this hundred dollars. That's what I did. That's what a sacrifice is. A sacrifice isn't doing what you can't do; it's doing what you can do. Right. Okay. You can do without some things, and sometimes the more you hate doing without it, the more you really need to. Yeah. Because a lot of times our sacrifices are things that are what we're willing to sacrifice. That God wants us to sacrifice is something that's in our way. Yeah. It's something that's between us getting a deeper relationship. So when you see people sit up here and talk to you about giving, if you'll notice it's usually not a poor person. And I'll tell you why. And you need a, a job or something like that, you give something away that means something to you. It don't have to be money. It could be a gun. It could be an old car. It could be it's just something that means something to you that has value. I don't want to poor people, because who wants to be poor? Not me. But the thing is, is we avoid talking about money in the church. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it is what they talk about, 2 Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. That's talking about the cheerful giver. Yeah. Okay? It doesn't do any good to drag your feet up there. Now, I'm not going to tell you not to, because a lot of times... When you go up there and you respond to the Spirit again if you don't want to, when you finally do, thank you, Lord. I've got this amount of money, and I'm not even going to notice it's gone because you blessed me. Amen. Oh, I just want to say thanks and get out of the way just something so else. he can have me in a position to help someone who needs help. Or and then I tell him, God's thinking about you. I tell you what, meet a stranger that you see this now. Maybe in line at Walmart and you see them counting their pennies and you slide a, a 20 over there and you just tell them, God loves you. I just want you to know that. And walk off. Don't give me a name or nothing. Yeah. Just do it. You'll be surprised at the tears that flow.
2: Yes, that's right.
3: Just because you did something simple, it didn't cost much, it cost a little. Well, what if someone sees me? Well, so they do walk off. You don't make no big deal about it. You just responded to the Spirit. Let God take the glory because that's who it is. Amen. Amen. Now, Exodus 32, verse 6. This should be our natural response after we give. Because this was Old Testament, but it is still good today. Exodus 32, verse 6. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. <laughs> you understand? You give your offerings, eat, drink, fellowship, and then go have a good time.
2: Amen. Thank
0: you. Amen.
1: Amen. Awesome. Well done.
0: I was in high school, but I jumped in that water to cool off myself. <laughs> I went back to the barn.
2: Uh,
0: for y'all that know me, I am a truck driver, and uh, truck driving has ruined my sleeping habits. <laughs> uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, I wake up, whether I have to get up or not. My sleeping in is 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning. So... We turned the clocks back last night, and I woke up, and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I got thinking, I spend my day looking out a windshield, and if you drive at night or in the mornings in the summertime, your, your windshield just gets coated with bugs and stuff, yeah. right? What happens when you turn those wipers on? Yeah. It just smears everything. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesus, keeps the washer fluid and the wiper. Yeah. yeah. That cleans off your windshield, so yeah, you can yeah. see yeah, the truth. Amen. I'd have to share that before I give my testimony about giving. Sorry about the tears, my wife told me not to cry. <laughs> uh, I got to go back to before we started coming to this church. I got hurt in an accident, and uh, I broke my foot, my ankle, and I was out of work for six months. I got run up by a forklift. Oh. Yeah. And it's as bad as it sounds. <laughs> and the guy that I talked to, their safety guy, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, you did this so you could get, make money off of it. I'm going, hey, believe me, I wouldn't want to go through this just to make money off of you. <laughs> believe me. But anyway, it took... Two-and-a-half years to get that case settled, two-and-a-half years dealing with the lawyers and going and giving testimony and it was just monotonous. So it was settled. We came out we were able to pay our medical bills that we were lost in the the process and everything. We got those back, plus a little bit of pain and suffering. Well, so it was subtle. We didn't, didn't think about it after that. About a year and a half after that, I was having some trouble with my teeth. I had a cracked tooth, and one was really, I couldn't hardly chew. So I went to the dentist, and I had to get two crowns put in. Well, that was going to cost... And uh, about a week before I have that appointment, my wife gets an email from our lawyer from the uh, suit. And he asks how we were doing and everything. He goes, "Uh, I need a good address that I can send some money to you that is your money. He said, I hired a uh, an expert witness for your case, and the witness said that he didn't use all that money. So for the first time ever that he has ever heard of, the guy was going to send back the money. $2,500. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: So we took a portion of that, and we blessed our pastors with it, so we sowed that seed, and we took the rest of it and did my dental appointment and added some to it. Well, that's the first time. The next time, we have uh, my last living uncle. I'm not a spring chicken anymore, so (laughs) the other generation is dwindling. We've got two aunts left. He was our last uncle. He had no family. His youngest son died at 18. His oldest son died at 38, and his wife had just passed away probably five years ago. And we were, my family was his only family left, but I had no idea that he was including all of us in his will, because my two other brothers were taking care of his estate and everything, they were taking care of him, and my sister was taking care of him. I live up here in Oklahoma, so I'm too far away from him, and he lived down in Dallas. Well... He included us in the will. Amen. Wow! wow. Amen. And it was substantial. Wow! Amen. So Amen. We blessed our pastors again, <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> and <in> our church. <laughs> that was the second time. It goes again. I asked Doctor Holler last week what he was going to be preaching about, and he said finances. But he didn't say the fishes and finances, he just said finances. So I said, but that sounds pretty good. It ought to be good. So, we blessed our pastors okay. last week, again. And then we went and ate. And for some reason, I didn't turn my phone on all day that day. And then my wife turned it on on the way home. And when your phone's off and somebody texts you, it pops up when you turn it on, right? right. So I get a message from my brother. Hey, uh, I, need a, I need a good address for somebody I can send to.
2: Glory <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: to God. Right. It keeps progressing. Yeah. Never think. Your blessing won't count. Come on try. Right. Because it will. Yes, it will. And it will come back. Yes. Like Miss Ann said, you cannot outgive God. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Awesome.